0: Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs! And now, let's join our hosts...
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam and I'm joined this week, but he's away next week, I'm joined by Matt. Hi hey mate, you alright? <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting that in early for everybody, so they know they can take next week off.
2: Oh yeah, I'm gonna miss doing a podcast next week.
1: You know you you know you're ditching me on Valentine's Day, by the way. <laughs>
2: Sorry, mate. Sorry.
1: I uh, don't. Yeah, you're just picking your wife and kids over <laughs> me. What the hell's that about? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Valentine next week. Just just gonna put this out there: it is a Valentine's Day special. Um, it will be featuring the dulcet and seductive tones of Dan. And me, and yeah, it's going to be like car crash podcast. So make sure you listen to that because that should be fun. Oh, I love it! But...
2: Do you know what you've got your spot on with Dan? I love listening to him because he's like he he knows his. He's such a young fellow; he knows his stuff, and yeah, he's he's a perfect person to have as on a Valentine's podcast. I'd say.
1: He is, he is. He's a handsome devil. There's no getting away from it. But uh, yeah, so I've um, I've even got my American voiceover guy to record us a special Valentine's Day intro. I love it. Now, I I was going to send it to you and I thought, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to let Matt listen to it like the rest of the audience. Enjoy the the stupidity of it <laughs> live next week. But um, oh, I, I basically, do you remember I sent you those um, outtakes joke ones he did of the Spurs ladies? I,
2: I just, I still haven't stopped crying laughing at them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I basically said to him with this, look, we're going to do a Valentine's Day. I just want something funny. And I gave him the audio and said, this is what I've done audio wise. Yeah. And he sent it through to me today. And I was, yeah, I was just <laughs> laughing, cringing. It's it's the exact correct level of, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that <laughs> to, to, yeah, that should make a few people laugh. Oh, so that's
2: what we do, like. Do you know what? I Obviously, like you say I haven't heard him, but all I'm going to say is I'm just so glad we're not doing a freeway next week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm glad yeah, a three-way for a Valentine's Day. I mean, some people live the dream, I suppose. It's it's not a not not a dream I've ever been able to achieve. But um so, let's talk Tottenham yeah, now. Let's talk about the Ripple, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 get back on topic fast. Uh Newcastle, we won the game. We did. Um, what did you think? You you were there. Yes. Am I right? Yes. What what were your thoughts from being there? Because I often find being there and watching on television can be two very different experiences. So let let me hear what your thoughts were first. Yeah,
2: it, it was just one of them games that we we seem to have quite a lot of uh, at, well not to say at Wembley just when we play at home uh, mm-hmm. where teams are just coming coming here or coming coming to our ground uh, playing ten men behind the ball. Um, you know, trying to hit on the break, happy with a draw, time wasting, and just all round making it really frustrating. I yeah. I just feel like um, I, I probably I probably said this before, but I feel like with with Pochettino though, especially now, like especially with our mentality now, I don't ever think though, oh, it's going to be one of them games. I always have my back of mind. I know it's easy to say it in hindsight, but I always feel like we're we're going to score. I mean, the stats add up to the fact we're gonna score. I mean like we've 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 scored like in seventy of the last seventy five games we've played, haven't we? So the chances are we're yeah. gonna score. But it just it's just it feels so different to the Spurs I've known in the past. You know, I, I just feel like they, they don't ever they don't ever want to give up and for me the player that really encapsulate that and the player that we might not have even had if his national team would, would were still in the cup <laughs> is Sonny. You know, he just Yeah he just doesn't stop. did did um Pochettino, I know he alluded to him being like a battery. Was he talking about like the, the Duracell bunny battery? Because that he is Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. He which doesn't uh, stop he, the guy.
1: He also uh, compared him in importance and work ethic to Messi. Okay. Which which a few journalists... Ah, oh, Benicio Pochettino calls Son Tottenham's Messi, which loads of people oh, were just mocking. Yeah. And If that's what he said, I'd understand. But in reality, he was trying to make the point that... You know, like a player like Messi, he's so important because he just keeps going, he keeps working, no matter what's going on. He plays with a smile. He loves his football. Yeah, sure. And he's contributing really important goals. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get what Pop was saying. I I, uh, I I don't think he's saying that Sonny's is Lionel Messi, <laughs> but he's you know.
2: What was it like? Did you watch it on? T- what was it like watching it on TV? Was it yeah? Um, it,
1: it was. To be honest, it was a game where. I felt, as a Tottenham fan, due to my experience as a Tottenham fan, we were going to lose it 1-0. Because, typically, throughout my life, I've seen us battered teams for possession, shots, everything, and all of a sudden they get a corner and dunk, there goes a header, we're 1-0 down, and that's it. Mm. Um, But, watching it, I I always felt like we were going to have a chance, and I felt like we had the players who take it. Funnily enough... Probably not even our best chance was what scored. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sonny absolutely. I mean, he hit that mine. They they're blaming that keeper, but it came through a crowd of players, and it was pacey, and it landed right in and front he of it. Dipped. Him. Yeah. Yeah. There there was not a lot that keeper could have done to be fair, and you know, launched into the roof of the net, and I celebrated like an absolute idiot. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it it just you're right. A lot of teams will come, and even Man United did it to us, which. Still but Man United actually managed to achieve the one 0 smashing grab and mm-hmm. run away. Yeah. I I I sort of it is frustrating and I don't know we we do need the players like Sonny who can score a goal out of nowhere, yeah. you know, thirty yard top corner, you can't defend it, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. can have ten men behind the ball, you weren't stopping it. Uh, Gareth Bale used to do it. He was for the name us. I was
2: thinking of. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, smart, he, yeah, he
1: was. He was the guy. I mean, I remember his last ever goal for us against Sunderland. Sunderland had defended that game for their lives, and all of a sudden, he just switches it onto his left peg. No real danger. Bang! Yeah. Top top corner. Yeah. Um, it. You you kind of need that now. Kane can do it. We all know that. We know Eriksson's got the ability to do it, and of course, we got Sonny. who can do it. And what we're actually seeing that happen more now. We're actually seeing them step up perhaps and pr- take on that responsibility of i need to, i need to do something i need to take this game by the scruff of the neck mm. and uh, it's a good thing
2: yeah of course yeah absolutely and
1: for me i i think it, it shows the sides developing uh um overall i think the only thing you can really say at the end of that newcastle game is we won yeah it's three exactly. points and we keep going forward, and of course, I mean, I know you'd be pleased because there was no draw. <laughs> yeah,
2: do you know? Do you know what yeah. it it now? Um, it now breaks the record. Now most people probably it know does. it breaks the record. Yeah. But I didn't realise that we we've, we've it's Bolton's record that we've uh, beaten. It was. Yeah. And did you see the the their kind of win and, win and defeat well, yeah, ratio? Yeah, they just got hammered. Yeah. Lost <laughs> twenty two. I think and like one six. So wasn't like, it?
1: <laughs> Going into the season they got relegated. So although like
2: although it was a nice Look, I know avoiding draws isn't like you know the kind of it's just a stat, isn't it? It's not going to win you anything. Yeah. But at least, well, uh, I
1: don't know actually because last week I purchased a trophy called the Undrawables Trophy. Oh, really? And I'm and I'm sending it to Daniel. You just to say there, tell everyone. <laughs> do you know? Do, next time, next time someone says, "Ooh, where's your trophy for that?" I'm yeah, going to point. it. There you the go. Yeah, it, is, it does exist. There interest, it is.
2: Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I, I, I always I of these people because I, I really like I'm really into like really like cricket, not as much as football. But one thing yeah. that really. Um, like really appeals to me for cricket is I'm like a real I'm fascinated by stats and numbers and, yeah. and stuff and if you I don't know if you've noticed if you've seen this but if we we so we've got. 13 games left, haven't we? 13. Is it 13? Yeah, yeah. Right, If we draw yeah. those 13 games, we'll finish on exactly the same record that we had last season because we drew 13 games last season. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, so if we draw. We'll, funny. Yeah. I th- I'm, is it, I'm not sure if it's like. It's one of the seasons. I'm not sure if it's last season or season, but there is one season under Potch that we finish yeah. on 70 points and we actually um, finished in the top four. So. theoretically, we could draw these 13 games and still be comfortable in the top four.
1: Yeah, isn't that that a bizarre thing? (laughs) I I, I mean, yeah, it's been been a strange season. Really strange, yeah. It's just been times where you've sort of watched us and thought, oh, we don't look good, this is going to be problematic, but we've won. Yeah. And there are games where we've just destroyed teams and I thought we've looked great and then all Mm. of a sudden we've lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a strange. <laughs> it's been a strange season. I, I, I
2: find as well, like I'm, um, like we, we we've won like after the getting knocked out of the cups. We've we we'll won yeah. one in the you know was it the three is it three wins two wins two two wins. Two, so yeah. we, we should be like you know I'm obviously happy that we're winning the games and stuff, but yeah. I'm still finding myself critical of the players and I, and it's really frustrating. Like I can't help it, and I've, I feel like mm. it's just why why am I being critical like we're winning games but I guess we've, we, the standard's been set now like you know the, we, we're, yeah. it's been so set and I'm not going to get to the point where I'm like right if we're not winning trophies I feel like that's the standard that a lot some fans are setting themselves and it's you know it's yeah. kind of unrealistic but I feel like we, we're so com- like we're, we're winning so many games now that we're we're affording ourselves to be critical of players whereas I guess in the past again referring to the past you'd, yeah. a one nil was like oh we've won a game <laughs> God, like, yeah, well, first of all we've yeah, won yeah. in or 8 so let's be happy but well, we... I,
1: I, do, I do think at the moment we do need to be a little bit measured because of the injuries mm. um, I think if you take the two best players or two of the best players out of any side they struggle I mean Liverpool have had a couple of knocks recently and, and they've had a wobble two draws on the banks yeah. now I, I'm not overly buying into this Liverpool. All The the wheels are falling off nonsense. I mean, two draws in like they've been hammered twice yeah, in a course. row. They just, yeah. and, and the Premier League's a bloody difficult league. Mm. Um, people seem to just, because there definitely seems to be a bit of a gap now between the top six and the rest of the division, which a couple of years ago didn't really exist. Um, people are getting into this, their heads are, well, if you're a top six side, you just walk over everybody else. And it's only the top six head to heads that matter. Mm. Well, that's not true. You still got to go and beat them. I mean, Newcastle set up at our place could have easily gone away with a 1-0 win or a 0-0 I mean Newcastle beat Manchester City just a few days earlier
2: of course and you you, you look at that game as well Like it was the, it was the width of, of the post like that Rondon header yeah. if that had gone on the other side yeah. of the post then they would have got that 1-0 and then packed yeah. all the defence we you know you wonder whether we yeah. would have broken them down so it, exactly it's margin,
1: it's, it? It's, yeah. it is a fine margins and I think right now we got to keep our eye on on the prize of trying to finish as high as we possibly can and yeah. win as many games as we can. Sure, there's there's a real there's this thing at the moment. Before we go on, I just want to sort of touch on this. I, I see a lot of people say, you know, fans shouldn't get carried away. You know, don't talk about titles. You know, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Part of the fun of football is getting carried away.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Part part of the fun is that dream. And and I don't get me wrong. I did it. I had to kind of snapped myself back the other day because i looked at our fixtures and went do you know what if we win every one of our games yeah, left this season we win the title yeah <laughs> we 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 were, we're ch-. and then all of a sudden i realized what i was saying out loud and i was like <laughs> shut up you burk
2: I, I think that this, this is the thing like right? look I, i'm how can i put this without sounding like i'm just trying to make myself feel better so like when you buy a lottery ticket for example okay yeah now what is it like fifty million to one or where fourteen million to one, yeah, whatever whatever it 's impossible i think I, I think uh it, someone said it to me that it 's like putting a ten p piece uh from London to Liverpool, so you line them up so if you 're walking towards Liverpool, so put ten p pieces in a row there and back seven times, and it 's picking the right ten p piece that's that 's basically your chances of winning the lottery <laughs> but you when you buy your t- when you buy your ticket. You're you're buying the dream, aren't you? Joining, you're, you're buying like you know. You'll go to bed that night and you think, "Oh, if I won it, what i will do?" You know. And I always think yep. I'll go to the what I will do is I take the family to the airport and then literally look up the flights, which everyone's in three um, or five, which um, one. Um, put them on a plane and go home without yeah, them. Yeah. Matthew, <laughs>
1: yeah. how cruel! And then are you? chill out for the next
2: two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But um, and it's a bit like with with Spurs, like you know, I I genuinely like you know if if, if we, if we not, let's just dream, okay? Because I know. We aren't the favourites. We're still we're still no. there thereabouts, but you know, let's
1: let's let's have some fun. Let's stream. Let's have some. stream. Yeah. yeah.
2: So if we if we did it, right? So you think we've got Everton in the last game of the season? You imagine it's like we have to win by two clear goals. And then we've we've won the league, and then
1: and and Everton will just basically bend over for us because they don't want yes, to win. Yes, of course, the league. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's an own,
2: it's an own like uh, Pickford, like you know, he's about he, it's just cut, trickling to a Sazuko shot, and it's trickling yeah. towards him. He's like, oh, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to reach that. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> oh no,
1: I've got a bone in my leg, everyone. <laughs> why, oh no, why, I've yeah. gone down to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I, but, but, for, for all the all the sort of joking aside, I don't think Everton <laughs> did. Although I did see they started a cat right back the other night. I don't right, know what that's yeah. about. <laughs> it must have been so funny from the last
2: game against Man City because it must have been a real yeah. like mixed emotion, wasn't it? Like they, well, they obviously oh. don't want to lose, but they know that they've <laughs> lived one top if they lost.
1: I- I, I sent you that tweet from like uh, an official Everton supporters group, that's like right, the Scottish yeah, Everton supporters. Right, yeah. we, we've got like a hundred thousand followers, by the way. It was no small account, <laughs> and it basically said, "If we're one nil down and one of our players goes through one on one with the keeper, I'm going to run on the pitch and break his legs <laughs> to stop him from scoring." I know, I know, it's us losing, but yeah. I cannot have that lot win the league. No. And I, yeah, I was. It's just like us I with mean, Arsenal, isn't it? It'd be
2: the same, you know. You, like if you imagine that we're like, you know, not that it's going to happen. In, I don't think no. in any time in the near future. But they're top, and and they need to win the last game. And we would you know, I want us to lose. I want us to get walloped so like, oh, they don't yeah. win it. You know, you just, it's just Harry it is, isn't it? Against.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, no, but there's a, I do think Liverpool fans will take a look at themselves. If it, the whole country would rather Manchester City, the oil league stealing <laughs> barons of football. <laughs> The, the basic antithesis of what is wrong with modern football we would all rather they want yes. it than you take a yes. look at yourself yeah.
2: seriously it's, do you know for me it's like it's the fans to an extent but it's the players yeah, as yeah. well I can't stand yeah. something like Salah I just it's not no. that I'm just envious of the fact he scores lots of goals he's just, he's just a horrible person like some of the things he puts on social yep. media just horrible people they're just like not a nice club like you know they want to no, for me they're, they're kind of like the Chelsea of like the that part of the country you know
1: that <laughs> they are the Chelsea of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh yeah. My my favorite thing is how after we had that draw with them last year, and the referee gave us those penalties and. They that was it. They yeah. they kind of set their sights on us then. The Liverpool online mafia were after Tottenham fans. Yeah, that's right. And we were all just like what the hell? They are crazy. <laughs> and I just remember Everton fans going, "See? We told you. We've been saying it for years. None of you have realized, but we've been saying it for years." But they are. They are absolute batshit. Yeah. But, do you know do you know the, f- um, the
2: thing is for me Sam, that the, the, what, the yeah. what I listened to one it was on a Talk, a talk a Sports um Talk Radio. And it was yeah. w- it was a conversation that for me just that was it from then on I'm like yeah they are oh they are is this to-. him it was is this the World Cup yeah the guy that said he doesn't yeah. support England he supports Liverpool and he's like you're yeah. from England aren't you he's like no I support Liverpool I'm a Liverpool fan like you know and yeah. it's they were just it's just mental like
1: completely mental yeah no I I can't stand it It just yeah anyone but them there you go I'm gonna put that out there and anyone but them and preferably us yes pretty please please. um (laughs) I'd love the idea of us winning a title in a two-horse race and not being one of the horses considering what happened to us a few years ago yeah (laughs) exactly exactly um so we've had a stadium update today and uh, It buys into my theory that I had yesterday and was passed to me by somebody. Now, last night, not many Tottenham fans would have been aware, but there was an FA Cup replay between West Bromwich Albion and Brighton and Hove Albion. Now, this had a little bit of significance to us, because Brighton are one of the teams that are scheduled to come to us for a home game in March. And my understanding from my sources, God, I sound like such a pretentious ass if I say (laughs) something like that, Basically, a mate of mine told me... There you go, that sounds better. (laughs) That the club were holding off their announcement... Because they want the Brighton game to be confirmed as the first home game. So, if Brighton had gone out of the cup last night... Then today, they would have been able to contact them and the FA and everything... And then confirm Brighton would be the first game and tell us test events... And this is what would need to happen for it to to go ahead. Mm -hmm. However, because Brighton are still in the cup that game against them could potentially still be moved if they progress so we can't confirm it so the announcement has actually come out today all it says is that the arsenal game is going to be at wembley and that's it basically mm-hmm. uh, you know tests are ongoing works are ongoing arsenal's moved to wembley but nothing else now we've got home games against crystal palace and and brighton following that arsenal game and it appears we're going to be getting updates on a fairly regular basis now because both of those two teams are still in the FA Cup, of course, and we're just going to have to wait and see. I think if either of them get knocked out, all of a sudden we might have a kind of rapid movement to, to schedule the first fixture, yeah, but sure. uh, it was a bit disappointing. I was cheering on West Brom like mad. <laughs> um, first time ever, really, and they let me down again. So Yeah, do you know what, for
2: me, I, I watched the game uh, yesterday and um, yeah. it obviously completely neutral apart from like what you're saying like you know about the yeah. possible move but I always just I always whenever I watch brighton obviously apart from when they're playing us I always wanted them to do well because of Chris shooting yeah. I really love that guy you know he's, a, he's he um I, I, was well, watching...
1: I, I wanted him to be bringing the first team to the new white Hart Lane
2: yeah that would have been good wouldn't it yeah, yeah. that would have been quite nice yeah, Puck, but, Puck.
1: but it is now time for the world famous because we have listeners all over the world now um even Australia
2: Australia, that's mental.
1: Yeah, and they still listen, even though I said day, mate, last week. So yeah, thank you,
2: mate. You know, what I mean? uh, mate, I've been to Australia. They they can they do banter. They'll be fine.
1: Oh, they're all right? Okay, that's all right. Then. Uh, well, it is time. I just won't call them shackle dragons. They don't like that. Here is Matt's stats.
0: now, it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast.
2: Awesome, mate. Right, so I'm, I was trying to think of a good pun. So I'll be, I'm going to talk about the um, basically how our, our results at Wembley since we moved uh, to our temporary home in August 17. Okay. So I know we did play uh, Champions League games previous season, but just since... August It's been home, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'll call it, Who Do You Think You Are? <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm, my, uh, I think it's going to become less world famous if I carry on with these awful puns, aren't I? But when we moved there, do you remember the everyone talking about our hoodoo and how we never win at Wembley?
1: So, I'm sorry, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so I do you remember the Who Do You Think You Are? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, God, you love it. Do
2: you know what? I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get one of the red tops on. Are contacting me soon? You know they're (laughs) they're going to want me for the back pages, aren't they? You know. Oh, without
1: a doubt. Yeah, yeah. If you if you keep going at this level, you're you're already no. Actually, I think you're too highbrow for them. I don't think they'd get it. Um so yes yeah of course the the Wembley hoodoo the fact we apparently could never win there etc Yeah I just thought I'd look at the uh so the results
2: and just see how we've got on since we've moved there. So yeah we've played 43 games at Wembley wow. since we've moved there. So we've played 31 in the league, uh 7 in the Champions League and 5 in the domestic cups. So in the league uh we've won 21, drawn four and lost six, which is a win ratio of 68%. So 21 wins isn't bad, is it, for a, for a team that had a hoodoo at this ground? Yeah. Uh, Champions League, won five, drawn none, and lost two. And uh, Domestic Cups, won four, drawn zero, and lost one. So overall, uh, we've won 30 games, drawn four, and lost nine of the 43 we played. So it's a 70% win ratio at Wembley which isn't bad really is it no, 30, not bad, 30 though. wins out of 43 i was just it, it, i was going through the fixtures and um and the results and i one I, I see i'll ask you but one re, as re, it will probably be my ever like my most my biggest highlight but what would be your your highlight of the of all our games at Wembley's? oh uh,
1: like uh, smashing liverpool
2: that's up there that's definitely up there um
1: yeah. that was uh I, I I don't know. I I can't think of one particular highlight. The problem I've got is we, we we've lost a couple of times there that have really aggravated, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but which which kind of which is stupid. But it just gets on my nerves. And um, but uh, beating Chelsea there was nice.
2: That's not a bad one for me. It has to be the Real Madrid game.
1: Oh no, that's a fantastic that just, yeah. yeah.
2: That that one was just unbelievable, wasn't it? For so many reasons because they they won it, didn't they, that year. Yeah, yeah, so we, think, we beat yeah. the, the, the team that won it, and and talking about Liverpool fans, do you remember? Because it was it was a little bit after that four-one, I mean, and yeah. all we got was that oh, you're just beat, beating an ageing Real Madrid team that were on the decline.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you beat a Real Madrid team that's on the decline that aren't going to do anything this season. Yeah. And they went on to win the trophy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, of course, all we got was, uh, yeah, well, they went on to win it. What did you do? Oh, yeah, you just can never weekend,
2: yeah. You? Uh, you no, it.
1: no, you can't. And that's what I keep saying to people. Get it through your heads. Opposition <laughs> fans are there to give us crap. You're never going to get them to say, God, you're really good. Yeah, yeah. It won't happen. So yeah. be happy yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to eat you.
2: Exactly. So. But
1: that, that record's a hell of a lot better than in my mind I thought it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I, um, I just because I, it's one of those things where you kind of just don't really keep a tab. Really, I know it's makes you feel not got time to, to get to no, keep a tab. No. But you know, how long have you been there? now? was it? A, it'll be almost two seasons, <laughs> won't it? Like you know, it looks like it might yeah. be fully two <laughs> seasons the way things are going. But yeah, it's incredible. I mean, we've scored so last last season in the league we scored forty goals in in the league games, conceded sixteen. And so far, uh, we've played twelve at home, and we've scored twenty-one and conceded eleven. So, you know, we're not only winning games there, but we're banging yeah. in goals for fun, aren't we? So,
1: well, I, I, well I'm, to be honest, with you man, that, that did surprise me. Like, um, my, my, uh, possibly just. The more painful memories sit higher up, maybe I don't know. But It's a generation like, thing,
2: uh, mate, and it's it, like up yeah. like me. You know, it's just the hurt. You can't get over the hurt that they give you. <laughs> well, we
1: we just get some great results there, and I, I've watched us like take teams apart. I watched us take Manchester United apart there. Yes, uh, you know that goal really early, yes. and then we just dominated the game. Yeah, but then we lost to them there in the FA Cup semi-final, and it's like I can't shake that off. Yeah, yeah, like that. That my overriding memory therefore is of that rather than the. Few months before taking them apart, and it's aggravating, but yeah. oh, kind of the way it goes. No, of
2: course. I mean, I, I, I um, that was my first season last season with you know being a season ticket holder, and yeah. I remember the first game there, all excited, all the flags waving, it was going to Chelsea, wasn't it? And then,
1: mm, yeah, we lost. Bastards <laughs> beat us 2 1, and then
2: we just kept drawing games. and I remember I kept getting, um, Memes and things off yep. all, my, all the West Ham fans always seem to take such special interest in us, you know. So, yeah. no, are you ever going to win? Are you ever going to win? And uh, and then we
1: battered Liverpool.
2: Yeah, now no, look where, You know, look where we are. Yeah, look where they well, are. <laughs> it
1: it, um, it is something that I think perhaps every fan needs to take into account when we do get into that new stadium, which is there is a real possibility it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment. Mm. And the team might take a few games to get into their stride, exactly. etc. Yeah, and it opens up quite a good debate, which I think I saw in the fan questions. So we'll we'll leave that. Uh, but mate, is is that match stats? Yeah, still? it's a
2: short but sweet one. But I just thought I'd kind of, uh, you know, quite relevant, obviously, with the news we've got, just to see how we got on when, since we've been Brilliant. at Wembley.
1: Well, uh, as promised last week, but we didn't have time, I now have an update for our players who are out on loan.
0: Do you want an update on our players that are out on loan? Good! Because here it is.
1: So, um, we actually now have eight players out on loan.
2: God, we're getting Chelsea standard, aren't we? Uh,
1: no, they got like 20-odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which which is the rules are changing soon. They're no longer allowed to do the player farming. Good, um, which I'm very happy about because I think it's a disgusting thing. Yeah. Do do you know how that works? How they do that? Go on. So very very basically Then Chelsea will have a scout somewhere that spots a young player in a country that possibly can't get a work permit in the UK. They'll sign him and then loan him to a club in a country that don't require him to get a work permit. Yeah, sure. Um, There are several nations inside the EU, for example. Um, He'll play there for a couple of years. They've signed him for next to nothing. He'll play there for a couple of years, develop, come to Chelsea to do development sessions, coaching. If the player actually develops potential, because he's then been in the EU, they can move him in, get him a work permit, and all of a sudden his value skyrockets. Mm. Or they'll just sell him on for a profit. It is quite literally player farming. Yeah. Yeah. They buy players from all over the world that have never. They're, they reckon in the last ten years, over a hundred footballers have been on Chelsea's books and have never even been to Stamford Bridge. That's
2: ridiculous, and it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: But, literally buying and selling, yeah. and they make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. And luckily, or about bloody time, FIFA and UEFA are going to take some action on it. Good. Um, but anyway, so enough about that, let's talk about our players out on loan. <laughs> um, so we've got eight out on loan, we got Sam Shashua, um, do you know what, I'm lying, we've got nine, I've just <laughs> remembered one more. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so yeah, Sam Shashua, Connor Ogrever, Connor Og, O-Gre, Connor Og, Connor <laughs> Um Marcus Edwards, George Nkudu, Shane Harrison, J- Josh Onama, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Keziah Sterling, and Anthony Giorgio. All right. Whew, there we go. You got through. <laughs> just. I literally just got through. Him. <laughs> so um, we'll start off with Sam. Uh, Samuel Chachua is on loan in Spain at Atletico Balleres. Uh He's having a fantastic time. Oh, good. Um, he's playing every game. So, so far this season, he's played 20 games. He's scored four goals. And every time I see him, because their games are often streamed online, he's playing really well. Awesome. Uh, he's an attack-minded player, he's skillful, he beats people, uh, he's settled into first-team football, you can tell, and it just looks like alone has done him the world of good. You can really see he's confident, he's playing, took him a few games. It is a transition, you know, you play under-23 football, and then regardless of what league you go to, first-team football is a step up. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, he's nineteen and he turns twenty in May. I always think it's worthwhile keep people keeping ages of these players in mind. Uh, and his loan's scheduled the last of the season. Anthony Giorgio has gone out on loan. Uh, he went out in January and he's joined a Spanish side as well, Levante. Um, he's signed uh, dual registration with their first team and their B team, which plays in the lower league. So interesting to see where he plays a few games. He actually turns twenty two soon. He's he's older and a lot of people realise. He I mean you watched him play in the under twenty threes, didn't you? Yeah, you were really really impressed. Impressed by him. yeah, really. impressed. Yeah, really impressed. Yeah, he's a very, very talented young player. Um so I'm hoping that he'll he'll get the games um and hopefully we'll see the best out of him as well. Um another one that's abroad is Marcus Edwards. Marcus Edwards is one of the Tottenham Academy players that most Spurs fans will know. Mm. Uh, he's actually unknown known in Holland. And I'm delighted to say he is now really showing signs that he's adjusting the first-team football and life as a pro. Um, one of my big concerns with him is that all of his talent, etc., he wouldn't actually ever be able to show the work effort that managers want to see. Uh, he won man of the match his last game out and, and played a really important role in his team getting a win. Uh, He's played 12 um, top-flight games in Holland now against all of the top sides, and he's starting to really look like he's on his own. And something else for people to keep in mind, he has only just turned 20. Yeah. So he's still young. Uh, He's been around a long time in people's minds, but still fairly young. This loan's actually, in my opinion, worked out really well for him. Whether it's going to work out to the point that he comes back and he has the shot in the first team, I don't know. But he he is now showing enough, in my opinion, that I think he is going to kick on. I hope. I hope so. I yeah, really I hope.
2: do too. He's got. He def- he's definitely got the talent, hasn't he? He's just oh, attitude, he's joy he? to watch, mate. Yeah.
1: Right? Absolute joy to watch. And you know, he had the loan in the championship last year and just destroyed it by being stupid. Mm. Um, and but unfortunately, we. You know, I God, I did stupid things when I was young. <laughs> yeah, Everybody did. That. And and. You imagine being a teenager with all that money, all that kind of attention. My word, it's it's a wonder any of them ever make it out of academies, to be honest. Yeah, but, um, yeah I'm really hoping he's turned a corner. Uh, there was a real sense of maturity in the game I watched where he wasn't just trying to do tricks all the time. He was actually drawing people in and releasing the ball. Uh, he was looking to run and getting into space, something which he's been a little bit critical of in the past. And he was also tracking back, something I've not seen him do in a long time. So. Yeah. Um the, the next one is Josh Oliver. It's an interesting update, this one. Again, it's another player I think people need to remember. He he turns twenty two in April, so he's still only twenty one at the moment. Um Josh is on loan at Sheffield Wednesday, he's a season on loan, and he's actually had a bit of a rough time due to injury. He has just come back following a hamstring injury. He played one game and he's done the hamstring in the other leg.
2: Yeah.
1: Now that That's kind of facepalm beyond belief. Mm -hmm. Um, The kid's going to be back at Hotspur Way, I think, this week to be assessed um, and we'll see where we go from there. But he's played 12 games in the Championship, various Cup games as well, but the 12 games in the Championship, he's not scored a goal, but he's got three assists. Um, The the injury and the management change there kind of messed him about because the manager that was there was sticking him out on the wing. It was ridiculous. When he was playing through the middle was when he got his three assists and got these best performances. You know, he's that's where he needs to be playing. Um now the thing the reason why I want to highlight Josh is there's actually a very strong link with him leaving us in the summer. Now Josh is a player that Pochino has always really liked and wanted him to get more football under his belt playing central midfield because he realised that at Tottenham there were a lot of people ahead of him. And he wanted the kid to get the experience, the first-team experience, and then come back and hopefully develop. But he's actually... His agent appears to be trying to get him a move to Germany. Now, Germany are taking a hell of a lot of good young English players and because they're giving them first-team football. Uh, The Bundesliga has now got, I think someone said the other day, 10 uh, young English players under 21 or under 23. And they're all playing week in, week out, and they're all playing at a really decent level. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Josh is being eyed up by three teams over there. Now, if he is to go, he is under contract, so there would be a transfer fee. How much, I don't know. But I I like Josh a lot. I know a lot of fans don't. A lot of fans saw him and just felt, oh, p- people write people off too quickly, especially young players. Uh, and Josh, you know, I saw constantly. I mean, I've been seeing it for Harry Winks all season as well, which still drives me insane. But um, if he does elect to go, um, I could completely understand it because he's been on loan for two seasons now, you know. But I, I personally would still very much like to see him play a role for us. I, I,
2: I just, I, I genuinely, not just from a transfer point of view, but from just. Every point of view, this summer is going to be so so important for us. And is like for for yeah. po, for Pochettino, he's got so many decisions to make. As well, obviously, if he if he stays, yeah. which I think he will, I get the feeling they're going to keep. They'll they'll have Oli Sosa there now. But uh, yeah, it, it, to
1: be honest, from from what a few people that have got quite good uh, ties have written, um flattered by the interest, but had no intention of going. Really, seems yeah. to be the genuine. Thing that people are saying about Pop, yeah, and there seems to be. And the funny thing is, you listen to his interviews, he's kind of said that all along, yeah, yeah, but but people read into it, the press write their own stories, and he refuses to comment on rumor, you know, yeah, of uh, course, so yeah. rumor, do not comment on rumor. <laughs> I'm so very happy, yeah, <laughs> love him. Um, but yeah, sorry, mate, you were saying I'm you're like right, a summer, lot of important summer's to make. huge, yeah. It is because Josh is a player that could command a fee of possibly ten million plus, plus. Mm. Um, and there are teams over there more than willing to pay it. Uh, I, I mean, I've got a list of the teams, and you know his agents quoted as saying that in January they were interested in him, and because he's on loan, because he had the hamstring injury, it was just not there's no deal to be done. But mm. yeah, I I don't know. I like Josh a lot. He is a box to box midfielder with the ability and the engine that you, you kind of we, we are looking for that at the moment we're looking for a Dembele replacement and we have a young player that in my opinion within a couple of years could do it yeah sure the, the thing that's in my mind a little bit is we've also got Oliver Skip and in my opinion Skip is at the same level as Onima but is younger he's
2: five years on him is not he yeah.
1: so you know it's kind of like Well, do we as a club then say, okay, Josh, you know, best of luck. You know, we sell him 10 million quid and that goes towards something else. And we keep skipping the first team or do we send skip out on loan and keep, do you know what Mm. I mean? There are Mm. so many decisions that that are there. Uh, But yeah, so that's Josh. It's an interesting thing just with links away. But the next one is Cameron Carter Vickers he's on loan at Swansea and I know in January the club were talking about terminating the loan Uh, he hadn't played enough Uh, basically we we loan these players to get games yeah Um, now there was a serious injury to one of the defenders there and now Cameron's playing every week so the loan continues he's played 14 games in the championship and here's the thing how old is Cameron Carter-Vickers? he's
2: what 22, 23 isn't he? Twenty. Twenty. No, way. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. I lied. He just turned twenty-one. Wow. He turned twenty-one in December. Wow, that surprised yeah. me. Yeah, it, there's a couple of these lads that have been around for a fair few years in our consciousness. Edwards, Carter, Vickers, onima and it's people were just like, oh, they'll never, they're never going to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Kane broke in the first team at what twenty-three. Yeah. Exactly. And I remember that first season, people going, It's luck. It's one season <laughs> wonder. Yeah. One season <laughs> wonder. So. You know, let's give him a bit of a chance. Um, The next one I want to talk about is Keziah Sterling. Uh, Keziah joined Sunderland in January. Uh, He joined uh, on deadline day, trained with them for like an afternoon and was straight into the squad and came off the bench and did very well. I hope so. Um, Yeah, uh, there's a fair few Sunderland fans very impressed with his energy, work rate straight away um he was apparently went through on goal as well was very unlucky to be flagged offside uh just a little nod to kazaya as well he actually just won the player of the month in the premier league too as well um and considering the team have stuttered a little bit it goes to show how well his performances were because he he is a very good player keep an eye out for him he's at sunderland on loan keep an eye seriously you'll you'll see him get some goals um the next one's connor my good pal, whose name I can say, Connor O'Gilvy. <clears throat> he's unknown at Gillingham. Uh He's there until the end of the season now. Originally, it was scheduled to end in January, but we renewed it. Uh, uh started using him at the start of the season, basically as cover. He was covering left back, right back, central defence. He's now left side defence or left back, and playing pretty much every game, and playing very well. Uh, the end of the season, I still believe we're going to see him leave. Uh, he turns 23 uh, this month. I, I I, can't see him getting first-team football at Tottenham. Uh, and that's not meaning to sound horrible. Uh, I like him. I, I think he's a very tidy player. I think perhaps a couple of years in the championship, he... he <laughs> He could be a player that could easily see play in the championship and get promoted, and all of a sudden everyone go, "Why did we let him go?" Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I just think right now we need to be targeting a different style of fallback than what he is, and he, he's not pace, he's not that. You know, he, he's if you were going to look at our two fullbacks, he's more Ben Davis than he is Danny Rose. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: and, and to be honest with you, we're going to. You know, we need an extra Danny Rose, not an extra Ben Davies. <laughs>
1: yes, sir. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, that's I, 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 that sounds really disparaging, doesn't it? That's not how I no, meant j- it. Just yeah, horses for courses, and I don't think right now the way he plays fits.
2: Yeah, no, you're right, and uh, yeah, exactly. Like every like certain certain playing styles suit certain teams, and I just think the way that we we play, I always feel like we're better when we have a Danny Rose. Than we ha- when yeah. we have a Ben Davis and and that's not there's yeah. no disrespect to Ben Davis he's a he's oh, a, he's, sure, a he's, he's a good fullback, but he's just not like Dan like especially now Danny Rose is coming back to the kind of form that we saw yeah w- w- in that last season away our lane and that and that's the kind of that's the kind of. Yeah, that's what we need winner. to see yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah I yeah. know yeah, you're right um, ok so we're on to the last two uh, the first one is George's Kevin Nkudu I like saying his name uh, he's made his debut for Monaco and helped them to a very important win uh, he didn't do anything he didn't run the ball out of play but he didn't get an assist or anything but he came on and didn't make any mistakes uh, he seems very happy to be back playing in France. Hopefully, it can help him discover some form. Uh, my understanding is, from my my uh, top notch sources, uh, is that we've picked up a loan fee for him going there. They're paying a hundred percent of his wages. Uh, our intention is still he leaves this summer. Um, yeah. It's not worked that... for him in England. No, you know, been... he, he got he got a cracking assist against Fulham, but one assist doth a good player doth not make I, I think I think uh, with the, like, I think the, the problem is that a lot of
2: players that c- come from abroad is the pace that, that does them mm. isn't it
1: uh, it's, it's the pace and the power yeah. of it because the physicality of the league is just a level up ask Musa Dembele mm. who has left because he can't cope with it yeah. um, and it's just it is an intensity I mean uh, I've read a really interesting article Vedin Hazard a player who I begrudgingly love yeah, <laughs> but yeah and he talked about how when he came to England he he has had terrible seasons and people are like oh you know the reason why he's not one of the best players in the world is because he has these off seasons he's like sometimes in this league you just get kicked yeah yeah. (laughs) and you get kicked and you get kicked he said and there's nothing like you know there's no way of doing it some referees will protect you some won't and he is right in that regard. There are some games where I watch our players get mutilated by lesser players, and I'm like, what are you doing, ref? Yeah, yeah. And and you just want them to protect them. And, of course, I've seen Eric Dyer half Cripplehead and Hazard and think, come on, fair challenge, what's wrong? So, you know, <laughs> no swings roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, no bias. Uh, so the last player I want to talk about is Shayon Harrison. Uh, Sheon or Shea has joined Melbourne City down under. Good night, mate. Um, and hes uh, they're a side that are owned by Manchester City, by the way, as I go back to them being the evil that is ruining football. They own football clubs all over the world. Um, he He's joined them. It's an interesting one. Everyone points to that and goes, why? Um, the reality is he's a young man who hasn't done well on loans in this country. He was at Yeovil last season, but in Premier League 2, and when he was at under eighteen level, he was prolific, and was one of the highest-rated strikers coming through our academy. He, for example, this season, seven games, four goals, and one assists in Premier League Two. Uh, that's not a bad ra- that's not a bad ratio. I mean, um, he he needs to play. Sometimes players need to go away, and you know he doesn't have family and friends around him. It's a completely different experience. It's literally down under. Uh, the weather's different. The style of football completely different. And that could be the making of some players. And we, we've done it before. We've sent goalkeepers, for example, down under. We, we've sent players to different parts of the world to America. Uh, Anton Walks was one, and he's doing very well now. He's moved on to, to Pompey. So it's about trying to help him develop not only as a player, but as a person. You know, getting away, living alone. All of these different things, and the kids did an interview in the in the Melbourne uh, Times or something very, very positive and very. I really wanted to do this. I needed to get away. I needed the space. I needed to do something for myself. So, good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep an eye on how he gets on, and I'll update everybody. But that is the conclusion of our loan update. What? Glad we don't have more out on loan, I'll tell you.
2: Okay, glad we're not Chelsea. You're ready to oh, no, no.
1: I'd, we'd have to do a five-hour podcast <laughs> and just just rattle them off. Um, But, mate, if you're ready to rock straight into them, we have some fan questions to get on with.
2: This guy.
0: And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page.
1: Right then, so, I do you know what, the the time is about 1.50 and I have not even checked Instagram today, so I have no idea if we have any on Instagram, so make the call now, do I check Instagram or not?
2: Uh, For the sheer fact that I enjoy listening to you struggle to say the names of Instagram, I'd say yes, check.
1: You're an ass, (laughs) right, Instagram is loading now, I will check to see if we have any, uh, Please, Laura, tell me you didn't post it. Please, Laura, tell me you didn't post. Laura, you're a beautiful woman. Thank you very much. Oh, there's no comments on Instagram. No, so sad. What a shame. So sad. <laughs> have I talked about how much I like Laura recently? Well, I do. I think she's wonderful, <laughs> especially right now. We do have a couple from Twitter though. That's new. Awesome. Would you like a couple of twits? Let's go. Let's go for the couple of twits. Okay, so from Twitter we have N Will. That's written as at N Will seven four one says great show guys I like him already <laughs> a few things to discuss should Oliver skip get more game time and should we try and sign David Brooks Ben Chilwell wan Basaka? I'd love Skippy to get more games and sign any of those three players all the best Neil um thank you Neil um uh I'm gonna take skip and then you can talk about those three players do you mind
2: yeah go on in mate go on <laughs>
1: Yes, he should start every game. He should be captain and king of the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and my, my take no. is, yeah, we definitely should sign
2: those three players.
1: <laughs> there we go. Done. Um, all joking aside then, uh, David Brooks, I don't know. There's a lot of hype about David Brooks right now. Um, I, I do know, by the way, we had the chance to sign him, and we, we turned him down. So if we do end up signing him for big money, that's another someone deserves a slap <laughs> um, Ben Chilwell for me is one of those left backs that I'm looking at a lot thinking he'd be really good for us but I really like Wan-Bissaka as well Yeah. so as Matt says yeah all of them <laughs> yeah we'll have all of them, we'll them 2.50 to be honest yeah, with you we've
2: had no signings in two transfer windows I'll take anybody yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. Oh, Jeff Jeffington, Jeff Jeffington the third, <laughs> left back, done. Yeah. Um. The next one's from Davy Elder. Davy is the Spurs poet. Follow him on Twitter, everyone. He rhymes. Uh, staying at Wembley or moving into the new ground, which might upset the momentum. Uh, also the best performance by a player that you've seen at the Lane. Um, let's do the Wembley thing because I think me and you differ on this.
2: Yeah. I, so. Yeah. Sorry, so mate.
1: let's let's so let's say Daniel Levy steps out tomorrow and he goes. Right, fans, much like Brexit, are going to put it in your hands. We're going to have a referendum. <laughs> I'm dying. There are Liverpool and Man City have both lost two games on the banks. We're now level with them and we're right up there. And it's the final game of the season against Everton. Do we play it at Wembley knowing that if we win the game, we win the league? Or do we play it in our new stadium knowing that our first ever game would be the league victory in our first ever game at our new stadium? Vote, vote, my people, my minions. <laughs> what, what would you say? Right, do you know what? Right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, listen, Sam. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, go from a
2: from a, a romantic point of view. And if yes. it is the last game of the season, and if we do have a chance to win the league in the last game of the season, yes, play it at the new stadium. Really? Okay. Let's take let take the fight. So you're so we're taking the financial aspect of it. We just we're forgetting yeah, yeah, how much yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. cost the club if we don't 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 yeah. move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget about that. that we're bit, we're yeah. just let's we're park just park that
1: pure pure romance
2: pure romance. Yeah, from that point of view, yes, that would just be insane, wouldn't it? Like I just you know I was talking about it earlier earlier in the podcast about the dr- the dreaming. Just, yeah. <laughs> can you just imagine like I'm actually like on on the verge of tears thinking about it yeah. just being like that last game we win it and I, I, I don't know what I do I, I think I just no I have no idea I, I think I just I'd... sit in my seat and just cry yeah. for about and, and stay minutes. there forever just cry just <laughs> I'm not moving like blubber just like yeah. and then look up and smile and then start crying again you know I, I just that would how how it would be Um if it's not, if it's not, if it's not the uh, no. uh, which probably is the most likely scenario that it's not going to be the title decider. Oh, I, I, how rude. I, I'd say it's no point because <laughs> because it's going to it's one of those things where and I said this we, we've had we've discussed it previously, haven't we? But yeah, and, and you've met and you, you touched on it a little while like a little bit while ago. You know the fact that it, it could take us a while to adjust. Yeah. So you know we we. What's the point? We might as well just we're we're, we're comfortable at Wembley. It's it's almost feels like home at the moment, you know. And yeah. then what what would be the point? We might we might as well just just play the whole season at Wembley and then just move into the new stadium yeah. fresh in 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 the new season.
1: Now now imagine if we do have that scenario, yeah. and we do elect to play that final game at the new stadium and we lost. Yeah, do you think fans would ever let that go?
2: Yeah. There we start, isn't
1: it? Oh man! Can you imagine that Daniel Levy I can't believe be you hated for? I can't believe you did that. And then if we didn't go, if we stayed at yeah, Wembley we and we lost, lost yeah, at Wembley, oh it, why didn't we go to our own stadium? We <laughs> won. Yeah, that must be just the nightmare scenario in oh, his mind God, right now. Yeah. It must be keeping him awake at night. <laughs> he almost hopes we lose the next couple of games so that scenario yeah, vanishes. It doesn't happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we had a, a couple of messages to the to the Facebook page with people. Um, the first one's from Alpesh K. Patel. Uh, Alpesh is a long-time listener, thank you. Um, Alpesh says, and I don't know how happy you're going to be about this, Matt, because Alpesh says, um, SJ, whatever happened to the double or quits from Matt's tattoo? <laughs> um, is that Daniel Levy tattoo anytime soon?
2: Now, didn't, didn't we say that it, it didn't have to be specifically be just the men's team, didn't we?
1: Now, now, now Alpesh, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Um, during the January transfer window, Spurs ladies signed a player and the loophole Matt, as his new nickname <laughs> pointed out that at no point did I say it had to be Tottenham men's and so therefore Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur have signed a player during the January transfer window <laughs> And we are at a state of quits. <laughs> so, um, my well-crafted designed tattoo is gone on the back burner. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, <laughs> at some point, at some point I'll, I'll stitch him with a bet again. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he, managed, street, <laughs> he, he managed to get out of that one. <laughs> you can blame Spurs ladies. Um, <laughs> Now, another one, we had a message from Robert Darby. Uh, Robert uh, was kind enough to send us this message last week. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have time to get to it, so here we go. Uh, it's quite long. Uh, Robert, he says, Hi, guys, love your podcast, and we love you, Robert. Uh, live in Australia now, and it makes it so much easier to feel closer to home. Uh, of course, the Mighty Spurs, which I miss hugely, being able to go to games and watch normal time with a beer and not stupid Aussie clock. <laughs> Uh, buzzing after the win against Watford, remember this was last week. Um but what a raise our poor delivery into the box for Lorente? What's your thoughts on that? Um I I do want to point out, obviously we've had a game since then. Our delivery into the box really improved against Newcastle. Ironically, Lorente wasn't on the pitch.
2: Yeah. I, I don't I don't blame Potch for that. Like I I, I get it. Like, no, no, I I,
1: play... I don't I don't I don't blame him, I just think the players, Unlucky, when Lorente was on the pitch, couldn't hit a friggin' barn door, <laughs> and then it's Sod's Law when he ain't there, they're delivering it into the box like, you know, oh, I had like to... friggin' Roberto Carlos in his prime, it's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> do you
2: know what he made it even worse, do you remember that first half where the cross came in and more, uh, yeah, he was closer yeah. to the corner flag than he was to the goal? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that. I mean, he had a look on his face afterwards, of like, I was not expecting Please that. Please let that be offside, <laughs> and it wasn't, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that ball to get to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Robert goes on to say, do you think someone should take the corners off of Ericsson? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. we do. Yeah. More often than not now, uh, Lamella takes them, Trippier takes them, Danny Rose takes them. It's such um, a weird
2: thing with Ericsson because like, he's such a class act, isn't he? But his corners yeah. never so rarely beat the first man.
1: But, but his free kicks are the same. Yeah. If he's not shooting, genuinely, his delivery from a dead ball is really poor. Yes. And yet every time we get a free kick, you hear the commentators say, oh, it's Ericsson, Ericsson's going to step up here. And you're like, please don't, because yeah. your delivery yeah. actually isn't good. Um, almost to the point that I want someone to tap the ball so it's moving for him. Because if <laughs> yeah. the ball's moving, the guy it's is brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. it is a straight thing, it's almost like he's got into his head now, Um but yeah it is a really strange thing, certainly something that should put off any potential buyers <clears throat> <laughs> um yeah, uh he just goes on to say for years Erickson just seems to keep it in the first man, what the hell Um compare that to what Beckham used to do in his prime yeah, Beckham was kind of a one-off with a dead ball, to be honest with you if football was like American football Beckham would still be playing, just coming on to take free kicks, yeah. that'd be it um, yeah, Robert goes on to say I think if we could pick up a hundred million for Eriksson, I'd sell him. Um I
2: agree with him. I do actually agree, mate. Oh yep. really? Yes. Do you wanna hear so where you he's think, more?
1: Yes, go on, please do.
2: I I, I, I look, don't get me wrong, I, I really like Ericsson. Like I, I think Well no, you've hurt his feelings now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's I think he's a great player. Um He's, he's dead ball. Yeah, he's he's, he's pulling like, and I think that's what stops him from being a world class player. And he hasn't scored. Like talking about him taking free kicks, I don't think he's scored a direct free kick in about four years, is he? No. 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 I I um I feel like we could get like a hundred, like say, could get a hundred million for him, um, in the summer. Now I, I get that he's a he's a very important player for us. But is, it, yeah. it For me, it, it's almost like it could. It could be the catalyst like like if we say we don't like the chances are we're not going to win a trophy this season like you know I, I i can't you know I'd love to see us progress through the champions league and win the top but it's it's going to be tough we we might do, but I can't see it realistically so so if we don't win win anything this season, it's another season where we haven't won a trophy and and I feel like it could it could like if we sell him buy a riot and you know do the do, do things that could, like I don't know. It's, I, I feel like it could be, it could be a catalyst for something. It could, like you, yeah. you look at, you look at, um, and look. I am comparing it to a team that won trophies year on year. I appreciate that, but you look at Man United. They they used to sell big players, didn't they? Like Yapstam, David Beckham, big players. But yeah. it, it, for them, it was almost like a catalyst, wasn't it? You know, they'd then buy other players and that bring a different dimension to the team. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't look. Don't get me wrong, I don't want to see him go, but I am wondering whether if he did. It could, it could, in, it could, in the long run, be a, be a good thing.
1: Blessing. G- Blessing. G- do you, do you um, know what I mean? I, I'm just trying to. I, I, I do get what you mean. I, my, my thing is, whenever you sell a player who's a good player, you always have to look at. Okay, so if we're going to sell that player, what are we going to do? Who's going to replace that player in the team? Hmm. And I look around the transfer market. I look around at teams, available players, etc. And I wonder what a hundred million would actually buy you in this market now. Genuinely, um, if you look to buy an English homegrown player, you're probably going to be spending all that money on one player. You know, you you look at we've been linked a lot today, and I think a few people have asked this in the questions. Uh, James Madison, at Leicester. Yeah. Now, Madison's a player that we could have signed before Leicester did. Uh, we had a deal lined up for three million. Pochettino said, no, it's not a player I rate. Mm. He's gone on the Leicester. He's doing very, very well. Yeah, sure. Um, if he does as well next season, then he'll move in my opinion, or he might move this summer because top teams in this league particularly are after homegrown players. Mm. Now he is not Christian Eriksen. He is a very different player. Now you, when you look at what, who would you sign? What would you sign? Now, it's difficult. If you let a player like that go, you have to do something to replace him. For example, if we let Erickson go and our first team squad literally just has Oliver Skip step up. Yeah, I, I mean we're going to be fine because Oliver Skip's thing
2: to the world. Yeah, but, but I, 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 yeah, I don't want to see that scenario. I'm only seeing it from the point of view that it could be a catalyst for something. It, it could be. That's why I'm. That's why I've been talking but, but about this summer being so important.
1: When we sold Bell, what did that? What was that a catalyst for?
2: Yeah, that that, that was when it didn't work out, did it? But but I, I feel like we were a different team to because the, yeah. s- then we were just relying on Bell, wasn't we? Like you know, again, there's something yeah. else we've spoken to, spoken about in mm. in, the, in this podcast. You know that you know you look at that that, 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 that time when we had Bell. And he'd pop up yeah. and score a goal, and we need take yeah. Bauer that team, massively, and we would have been anywhere yeah. near where we went. I mean, oh,
1: massively, massively, he he single-handedly drove us that season. But, but we, yeah,
2: but we've got played like I, I think I heard someone talk about the fact that we don't have winners uh, in our team, but we have got loads of them. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of the players have got one one titles in 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 Holland, didn't they? Like Eriksen, I think did, yeah. and Vertonghen, and, and you know, this, we've got winners in the team. It just it, for me, it just feels like we could just go another three or four years with this excellent team that we've got and yeah. and not go that one step further to winning trophies and possibly it might take a player like Harrison going and bringing in certain players and I'm not going to give you names yeah. because I, I can't think of it, you know. No, but, no, but it's, it's, it's just, difficult. But, yeah. but it's like a, as an overall thing for me, it quite possibly could, could, could be a good thing.
1: Okay, all right, well, no, all right. Um... The, the next question I've got here is from Stefan Cruz Alvarez says, Vincent Janssen, uh, will he or won't he pull his finger out? Did he refuse to have, uh, sorry, did he refuse to leave as wants to fight for a place or is he going to prove himself? Um, He didn't refuse to leave because he wants to fight for a place. Yeah. He, he didn't leave because we agreed a couple of deals where the money was right for us and he didn't want to join them. And his agent agreed a couple of deals with clubs where we weren't willing to let him go for peanuts. Um, there's a bit of a PR thing going on by Vincent Janssen's camp at the moment. You know, like free, free Janssen, free <laughs> the, free the Dutchman one. You know, <laughs> That's <Dutch> one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous, really. I mean, a player who claims, uh, you know, I I want to be playing football again, is quite happily sat in reserves and on loan for two years rather than leave. Mm. Uh, the club have agreed deals with clubs in the Premier League who wanted to sign him. Uh Cardiff was one of them. Cardiff were willing to sign him after what had happened, you know, massively unfortunately. They lost out on their striker. Um, made made a lad rest, poor bugger. Um, but they went in for him, Tottenham agreed a price, player said no. Yeah. So how much how much can you take from that? Um now that's why the club and the player are at odds. Far as the manager's concerned, as he said in the press conference, he's a human being. We we got a relationship. Now he's definitely staying, he's gotta stay. He's back in the first team. I, you know, I'm not not freezing him out. He's done nothing wrong. He just the club and him couldn't agree on his exit, so he's got a chance now. Sissoko's revitalization under Pochettino, I think, is both a good and a bad thing. I think it's great for that player, and I think it's great that it shows a few fans that sometimes don't write people off straight away. Mm. Unfortunately, I think it's a bad thing now because everyone's expecting it to happen with every player. Yeah, yeah. Nkudu came on and hit a great assist and then everyone's like, oh, why are we loaning? it? Why are we getting rid of him? He was great. And it's like, no, hang on. He was crap. He had one good assist and now we're getting rid of him. And Vincent Janssen, I'm not calling him crap or anything like that, he's a player I really, really liked. When we signed him, I was over the moon. I'd love to see him find form and do stuff. But people have gotta have the expectations in their mind of he was at the club a lo- he's been at the club a long time. Yeah, sure. If he hasn't done it yet or shown a work ethic to do it yet, odds are it's not gonna suddenly happen now. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh David Hunt says, In spite of all the injuries, Spurs sit five points on top of the league, and yet the conversation in the media is about a two horse race. I quite like that. Yeah, let him honest. have that. let it be like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, we've been top three in Champions League for three seasons in a row and still we're subjected to non-stop stories about how Man United or Madrid, or worse, um, one of the big clubs, in inverted commas, is going to poach our manager, Ericsson or Kane. What will it take for the media to lose its bias towards the 90s? To be honest with you, David, I think it's going to take us winning things. Yeah. To To be blunt on it, I think... Um, I think Tottenham go a season you know if by some miracle we won the league this season then I think some of that would begin to stop but it would need to be a sustained period so like for example we couldn't do a Leicester we couldn't win the league and then vanish to mid table because Mm. that's just it's a fluke then win the league and fight for it again next season because it is a fight you know teams are struggling to retain this title Um and I think that's how that's how the perspective changes until then I think we're going to be left with it. Um, but again, you know I've talked about it before I, I do think a lot of the stuff in the media we just kind of gotta go yeah whatever
2: but do you know we're talking about the media Sam um I, I don't think we realize how much things that are spoken about in the media affect the players because yeah. I, I, I genuinely think that Liverpool the last two games, and I, and I know we, you know, they've only drew, they've drawn; they haven't lost the last two games. Yeah, yeah, I think they're they're affected by it now. That West Ham game, they look nervous. They, they, they that, You're and, right, they did. And, and and I I think that well, listen, the players are human beings at the end of the day, aren't they? They they're at home, yeah. they're on their phones, they go on. It's got, it's, I'm guessing the Sky Sports app and all the different, yeah, like you know, sports apps. So they see what's reported, they see and all that. So it's gonna get in their heads. So for me. Like we just said, I hope the Spurs stay off the radar because I don't want stuff to start getting in their heads. Like, you know, like Gary Neville, for example, right? Whenever I hear him say that we haven't got a chance. My first yeah. thought is to get angry and go. What do you mean we haven't got a chance? But I, I actually, <laughs> and I, no. I don't. He's got no association with us, so I don't think he's no. doing it to help us out. But I think it is helping us out because he's yeah, taking off is. the pressure yeah. off us, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I believe it is, and I'm, I'm glad you just said that because in a minute I'm going to come back to that. Okay. okay, so don't let me forget. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, a few quick for here, uh, Darren Marsh. When are we going home? Um, I'm going to say the Brighton game, but only if they get knocked out of the FA Cup. Yes, that's right. So whoever they play, just support them. Uh, that's my thing. Now, the next one, I'm really sorry, my friend. I, I cannot say your name. Um, I think you're from Greece. Genuinely, I have no idea. But I, I can't. And I I don't even want to try it. I'm going to butcher it. And I'm from Bristol and we butcher names. Please don't hold it against me. Um, But your, your comment, sir. Is has Laurenti finally found his place at Spurs? Um, he's had a run of games, and this is the thing, you know. People wrote him off, but it is really difficult to come on for forty-five minutes there, a game there, and be world class, you know. <laughs> and someone tweeted, and I shared this with you, and it is so true. Harry Kane's ruined us all for strikers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I watch a player now, and I'm like. Why the hell isn't that striker picking the ball up by our own corner flag, running 40 yards, beating five people, hitting a 30-yard through ball, then following it himself to score? (laughs) Lazy buggers. (laughs) Because that's not what normal strikers do. Um, So I I think he's had a place with us all along. Um, We're just now seeing him get some games. and uh, It's difficult. It is difficult to come in confidence, but he's got a couple of goals, and I really hope he gets at least 10 Sunday. Uh, Next one's from Michael Joseph. Michael says, obviously the staff know fitness better than me. Thoughts on Kane returning sooner than we thought. It seems when he came back quickly after his last ankle injury, he was slow to get into it. Um, There are a lot of rumours that old Harold is uh, well ahead of schedule and is targeting the double header of Chelsea and Arsenal for a return. There is even a little press article saying he wants to be there for Dortmund, which is this week. That's insane, isn't it? Um, now I am of the opinion I want him back, but I want him back fit. Yeah, I,
2: I think the problem with with Kane as well is we talk about this, don't we? The fact that he just wants to play every single minute, and yeah, I I hope that he doesn't. It's not his decision; it's the the, the decision of the of the you know the fitness coaches and. You know, not not his because obviously yeah. he's gonna be, he's gonna be well, demanding to go back as soon as he can. But he needs he to be will, fit,
1: doesn't he? He is a player, I believe, needs to be protected from himself mm. a little bit. But the one thing I will say is, the coaching team at Spurs rely on sports science a yeah, lot. Sure, um, and Jesus, you know, swear by. It. That's kind of how they came to know each other. Kind of how they got into football was via that mutual respect for that profession. Mm. And the data and how they can help players develop from that, if the sports scientist says he's ready to go and the physio says he's ready to go, I know the manager will put him out there yeah. if they don't, I know the manager won't oh, so yeah.
2: trust him we poch. got
1: trust the process that's that's what I'm told a lot. Next one's Matthew Fleming. Matthew says, how do you guys feel about the Dortmund games with our current attacking options? Sonny's an obvious starter, but does Lorente have a part to play? Uh, Matthew then actually goes on to ask about Harry Kane. Well, we've just answered that, Matthew. Um, but with regards to Dortmund, I think Sonny, uh, I think Lucas, uh, I think Lorente does have a part to play. I think as a, as a target man... Uh, he's there. He can hold the play up, and I think Sonny looks really good with Lorente. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Van der Vort off of Crouch.
2: Yes, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah. that that goal um, against Newcastle could have been there. Could have been a Crouch Van der Vort Really, it? Yeah, yeah,
1: it really could have been. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'd like to see them guys. Um, the next one is. Luella Harris says, Kane is back in training. What's the truth about this? Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he commenced ball work at Hotspur Way this week. Um, also, uh, possibly because Harry's more the star, Delhi is back and doing really well. He's he's in Dubai at like, a warm weather training camp, and I saw him yesterday. He was running out of obstacles and twisting and stuff, so that was, that was quite a surprise, awesome. to be honest with you. I thought he'd be weeks away from that, so... Yeah, the the rehab of both of those guys is going really well. So, fingers crossed, we'll get them back in the nick of time. Um, The next one is uh, Barry, uh, briefly touched on in another podcast, but Lamella's role... What should it be? To me, it seems he has been asked to come on and get in people's faces, which can be a good thing, help break up rhythm, but has come into general play and give away stupid free kicks when we are in decent positions or pressure in the opposition. Earlier in the season, he was coming on and scoring and pushing for a start, and now he seems to have gone backwards. Yeah. What does the future hold? Um, yeah, he is a ridiculously talented football player that unfortunately injuries have really curtailed his career. Mm. Um, You know, the guy's had hip surgery, double hip surgery. You're not going to be the same player. (laughs) You know, you're, you're never going to be. But what he still has is a tenacity and aggression and an ability, an engine on him where he can just be in people's faces. And I think the manager's trying to use him cleverly in we're now so far into the season I think he is more tired than at the start of the season and I think that comes down with the injuries etc and the fact that over the last what two three years he hardly played at all so I do think he's being used sparingly I honestly don't know about the future for Lamella um, I've liked him ever since we signed him uh, but I I personally, if I was in charge, I think for all parties, it might be a good idea for him to move this summer. Yep. Um, agree, but, you know, that's, that's just me. I, you, you know, the, the comment about giving away stupid free kicks, I do understand that comment, and it is frustrating, but at the same time, it's like we can't have it both ways. I love the fact he's in people's faces, and sometimes to do that, you have got to give away a few free kicks, because you've got to let a player know that you're going to kick him yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and you know he, he kind of has that in him and and you see him do it sometimes in games, and then you see that same defender rush a pass later because they know that lamella's going to be right on him, and that creates mistakes, so i kind of I kind of get what you're saying, but I do think you've gotta let him play his game sometimes. Um, Roman Petrowski asks, and I've probably said that surname wrong, sorry, Roman, uh, how much money have Enoch invested into the new stadium project? Uh, It's a difficult one to ask. Technically, Enoch have invested zero. Um, Enoch own the club, but Tottenham have to trade themselves. So Enoch own lots of companies, different investments, and each is their own profit centre. So Tottenham, from their own funds, for like a decade, have been buying property gradually, doing different things. The one thing Enoch, or more actually not Enoch, but personally Joe Lewis, who's the owner, has done, is he has personally underwritten the development loan. So the loan that we've had to build the stadium, should things go horrifically wrong, the person who's on the hook for that personally is Joe Lewis. And that's some $400 now so that's kind of a big deal yeah, just a uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know I know. we'd all love him to go look, here you go, 400 million go buy some players lads, have a good time um, but that's not him we, we all need to kind of accept that that's not our owner, different owners, different people that's, our owner doesn't do that what he has done though is personally underwrite that, which you know, for me that's just an exorbitant amount of money for him that's one of his yachts yeah, so, sure. yeah git <laughs> Um, the next one I've got here is from David Hunt again. Uh, David says, I've seen a report that Spurs want to sell 60 million pound Christian Erickson. Uh, David, you then go on to quote, the sources 90 minutes. Yeah. It's total shite. Um, um, one, we don't want to sell him. We've made him one of the best contract offers in our history. The player loves it. It's just the player making his mind up what he wants to do. Um, we, yeah, there's just absolutely no way there's any truth to that. It also goes on to say that we've quoted Real Madrid like 200 on million to sign it. That's nonsense as well. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd ignore that. I mean, literally what you've got there is clickbait and it's all based around stuff that's come out of Marca in, in Madrid, who are basically the propaganda arm of Real Madrid. So ignore it. Genuinely ignore it. We'll post stuff to the page if there are ever articles written by reporters that we know actually have ties to the club. If it's stuff that 90 Minutes and that are done with headlines along the lines of Spurs plan to sell Ericsson, then yeah, ignore it because they don't. Um, the only time we will sell him this summer is if he hasn't signed the new deal. And I genuinely believe at some point the club will sit down with him and say, Look, we love you here, we want you to sign it. If you're still not sure, you're going to have to go because we can't. Can't you know, afford to go so uh, as a business. It, yeah, we can't sure. afford you to go into your final year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's one of those things. Now the last one is from Marty Ost. Now Marty says, check out last Sunday's Sunday supplement on Sky. Alison Rudd of the Times made an interesting observation on Portucino. I'm paraphrasing here, but the gist of it was that, that when things aren't going too well, it, it looks like the wheels are about to come off. He manages to talk the players up and gives them confidence to push on, get some form. However, when she thinks what she thinks is a bit of a paradox is that when it looks like we're about to break through and really achieve, i.e., cup semi-finals, etc., she feels he clips their wings and actually, you know, talks down their chances. And therefore she believes that Pochettino lacks the belief in himself to achieve these things, and that's what he's doing um he He pointed it out to me. I did go and watch this um I completely understand your point, Murray. Now did you see it Matt I didn't know okay um what I've just said then is the basic gist of it okay she She points out that in press conferences uh you'll often see Pochettino talk up his players when things aren't going well. And in FA Cup or in Cup games, for example, he's often saying cups don't matter, da 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 da, mm. you know, and, and he kind of t- talks it down. There are. It's an interesting point of view that Alison's got there, but it is just her point of view. My point of view from it is that he's actually taking the pressure off the players. He knows at Tottenham, the fans and the media are on about trophies, mm. he knows that it is pressure. And as you were just saying a few minutes ago, my friend, players are only human. Yeah, of course. They they, they you know, they take this stuff on board. Uh, no matter how many of them say, oh, I don't read anything. Look at Danny Rose. Danny Rose deleted himself from social media because he just said, I know myself. I can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I still think is one of the best, most mature decisions he's ever made. <laughs> um, but yeah, and... It is a massive thing. I mean, I see some of our players tweet and then I read the replies from our own fans and I just shake my head, like, seriously? Yeah. How, how must a player feel when if they read their own Twitter and just say, what? Mm. What? I mean, Harry Kane today, right, tweeted, um, it's been four years since I scored the two goals against Arsenal to win the North That's London what Derby. That's I saw that, yeah. And he tweeted, oh, you know, remember it well. One of the first replies from a Tottenham fan, like Die Hard Yid or something like that, and the reply was, That's when you used to get in the box, like a number nine, none of this dropping back, playing oh, deeper crap. And I'm like, What are you doing? <laughs> what What are you actually doing? What planet are you on? What moronic <laughs> brain cell jumped in and went, Oh, I know, I'll have a go at Yeah, one I make this a negative year. Uh, uh, just, just shut up and go away. You know. I, I just, just,
2: yeah. It's, it's, it's just the problem is, and we've spoken about this in the past. But social media just gives morons a voice. Unfortunately, it does. It does. And there's quite and, a few of them around. Unfortunately,
1: oh, <laughs> massively, massively. But, but going back to what Marty said here, now Marty is a point of view. Now Alison's entitled to her opinion on this, and I think a fair few people could agree with it uh i don't agree with that I, I don't think he has a mentality of lack or lack of belief i don't see that i i genuinely believe he is trying to protect his players and he's trying to lower lower everybody you know chill everybody out because i i'm of the opinion that there is such pressure on tottenham that even if we win a trophy that pressure's not going to vanish i think it's just so over the top on us now that it's such a big deal that he's trying his best to keep the team from freezing up. And in the past we have frozen up, you know, yeah. we got the semifinals. We've been the best team by a hundred mile. Then all of a sudden we're watching them going, this isn't our team. Yeah. What the hell? Who are they? What's going on? Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's what he's trying to do. Of course I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. Uh, but in, in seeing, in reading his book, in spending so much time watching him, listening to the way he talks, Uh, Jesus Perez as well, listening to the way he talks and what he says, my overarching feeling. And and they also, the pair of them, I've got a massive respect for Sir Alex Ferguson. And Ferguson used to do that a lot. Yeah. And I'll tell you another person who did it and people didn't realise, and he gets so smashed for the way he treats players. Jose Mourinho. Mm. Whenever his team, whatever team he was managing would lose and it was a bad loss, he would do something ridiculous so all the headlines were about him. Take it away, yeah. yeah. Every single time about fail, mm. you'd see him go and have a go at the ref. He'd walk into a press conference and have a go at a reporter. He'd yeah. do something that made every headline about him. Mm. People thought that was ego. Nope. Mm-hmm. Man United lose a game ridiculously, but the headlines were Jose Mourinho tells reporter he's won five titles and she should shut up. Yeah,
2: it's very clever, isn't it? It is. It its
1: and Pochettino is doing something very similar in what he's trying to get across, which is have a go at me, mm. have a go at me for saying the word ego, have a go at me for saying the cups don't matter, have a go at me, leave my team alone. Yeah. Um. The the lads need to get over the line. It needs to be done as a group. But I don't think it's a lack of a belief from the manager. I really don't.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, mate.
1: Oh, man, we're done. We, we are out of here. Um, Massive thank you to everybody for sending in their questions. Uh, we got a game with Leicester this Sunday. Just quickly, are we going to win, mate? 5-4. Brilliant, I'll take it. I'll go. I prefer 5-0, but a 5-4 winner do. I'm up for it. A uh, big thank you, mate. Uh, now you're off. You are going to the wonderful world of Disney. Yes,
2: I, I can't. I'm not sure he's more excited, me or the kids. But uh, you, yeah. I can answer that. It's you. I keep, I keep saying. <laughs> I keep saying to the kids, I'm like, so today, so we're going tomorrow, as, as we speak. And I'm, yeah. uh, this morning, I'm like, kids, we're going one more, one more sleep. And my, yeah. my son said, said, said to me,
1: Dad, please stop talking about the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut up, Dad. It's 3 a.m. I need some sleep. You, you need, yeah, just go away. Yeah. Oh, uh, mate, have a lovely time. You. Uh, you will be missed next week, but uh, Dan will be joining me. Uh, we, we've got a very special show planned. It's a Valentine's Day special. Oh, awesome. shit. Um, it's going to be cringe-worthy. I'll, have a, listen, I'll <laughs> have a listen in France, mate.
2: You will, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. What else would you be doing on Valentine's Day? Yeah. <laughs> have, have a great time, mate. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week.
2: Take care, <laughs> mate.
0: Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.